this is a drug and alcohol uh, rehab for men with addictions. The guys come and they live with us for six months. Uh, we do live on the property. Um, we, we roof a house almost every day, unless we're at gym wards, then we're there all week. <laughs> it's got a tough house. It was a steep one. But uh, anyway, um, the guys come in and we, we just introduce them to Jesus. We introduce them to a, a work ethic. Um, it seems like that is uh, being lost in America today. Just, uh, you, if you just look around town, you see all the uh, help wanted signs and now hiring signs. But, but we, we just, basically, we just teach the men to be men, to get up, get in their word, uh, go to work, provide for their families, to be the leader, to, to be the guide, to be the inspiration and the example to their families. So that's what we do. Um, and I could say a million things about Crossroads and uh, just talk all day, but um, I'd rather just have some of the guys come up that are graduates that have changed their life. They're, they're living a clean and sober life for Jesus. And so, uh, Billy, will you come share? Billy Cantrell. So I, I, I'm not very well at speaking in public at all. So I had to write all this down, so I'm just going to read off this paper. My name is Billy Cantrell. I'm 37 years old. I'm a little over three years sober. I grew up right here in Popper Bluff. I was raised with my, my father and mother as, as meth users. My father, my father was a meth cook. They were good parents. They just had bad habits. So by the age 16, I was, I was using and cooking meth with them. This went on up until I was 32, which is when my mother passed away from cancer. This is really hard for me to say because I was, my, I was a mama's boy. We were, we were extremely close, but she was also my biggest enabler. Uh, when she passed, I, I knew I had to make a change. I needed, I needed to grow up. I remember about a week after she passed, I was standing outside my house in Greenville, screaming out to God out loud, God, I can't do this anymore. I need help. And it's crazy because that night... My dad took me, my brother, and my sister to Applebee's, and uh, I seen Jimmy there that night, and they were having dinner. I talked, I talked to him about coming into Crossroads. I got into Crossroads that following Sunday. I believe God that put Jimmy in my path that night at Applebee's. I graduated Crossroads in 2016. I wish I could tell you that I've been sober ever since, but it took me two more times in cross, coming to Crossroads to finally give it all to God. With the relationship I have now with God, it's pretty easy to stay sober. I've been, I've been the house dad at, at, and working for Crossroads for about three years now. God has totally changed my life. I have an un, unexplainable peace. I have so much joy. I am a new creature in Christ. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new things have come. And it's like a domino effect, like a... My brother and sister, they were both in their addiction, and now that I'm sober, they're both sober now and living for Christ. And God is so good. I'm just, I'm going to continue living my life to glorify God.
my nervous. <laughs> my name is Fred Moeller. I'm 48. I live in Dexter, but I'm from Germany. I moved to the States when I was six. I've been married to my beautiful wife, Lisa, for a little over four years now. I have three children and a son who is 30, a youngest daughter who is 26, my youngest daughter is 23, seven of my grandkids and five which belong to their spouses, they are mine too. So I have a total of 12. That makes me feel pretty old. <laughs> Today I am four, four years, seven months, and two days sober. In one week, July 23rd, I'll be graduated from Crossroads for four years. <clears throat> I'm extremely blessed. Let me tell you just a little bit about my past, because that's the old me. I didn't like him. I started drinking at a very young age of six. I saw my dad do it, and it was always around the house. When I was 13, I started smoking pot, and at 18, I started snorting cocaine. I had my first DWI. Um, at 18, two days later, I got another. Took my license and I was heading for a path of destruction. I got married to my oldest daughter's mother. A year later, I was divorced. Nothing slowed me down. The devil had me. At age 26, I was married again to my youngest daughter's mother. We were in a house fire New Year's Day, 2001. I was in a coma for two weeks. When I woke up, my dad had told me that Lori, my wife, didn't make it out of the fire. My daughter, Alex, was two at the time. Thank God she wasn't home with us. You'd figure I'd straighten up be, being a single dad. No, I did not. The devil had me where he wanted me. Nothing slowed me down. I was worse, drinking, smoking pot, cocaine, even tried crack. Then I met the devil. I was married to her for 12 years. Talk about crazy she was at. <laughs> I had another D DWI during that time. Also, my oldest daughter's mother passed away during that time. It was all bad. Then I met Lisa, my angel God has sent me. Beautiful, sweet, fun to be around. Uh, my best friend. I had it all. No, I got two more D DWIs. Those are my last, and I will never let anything ruin my life again. I got accepted in the crossroads on January 28th, 2017. I was glad to be there. Fake it to make it, right? That's how I felt at first, because it was better than jail. Then you hear about Jesus and what he's done and doing for everybody every day. I loved hearing about him and wanted to hear more. Then all these guys you're with every day that are looking, <clears throat> that are like me, wanting to do the same thing, I stopped faking it. I wanted more. Crossroads and my brothers looked out for me. God is number one. He is who changed me. I got married while on Crossroads. March 5th, 2017. My family is seeing all what God is doing to me and how I am changing. After Crossroads, I had to go back to jail. My case was still going. Prosecutor was wanting to give me nine years in prison and then deport me back to Germany because I'm a German citizen, a German mom and dad. God pulled a miracle, and I got five years probation. Man. Had an awesome, had an awesome job and surrounded myself with godly people. Then after 28 years, I got my driver's license. Last year, my son called me, who I've only seen a couple of times in his life while he was a child. We met each other after almost 30 years. He lives in North Carolina. I met my grandkids a week later. Then he came to see me again. 
He and I have an awesome relationship. He's made several trips to us, and we have been to see him also. He has another beautiful new baby girl. My youngest daughter has a brand new baby, too. Tell me God's not good. God is great. <clears throat> I started a new business this year in January, Chalk Bluff Paint and Body Detail Shop. Mr. Ward, I'll get you soon. <laughs> it's doing really good. I've hired one of my best friends, Vincent, and he's also a Crossroads graduate. I love that guy. People say it's hard to stay straight or sober. It hasn't been that way for me. People, <clears throat> I don't talk to the people or hang around the ones that I used to. I stay busy, love my family. That's who I hang around. I went to meetings and groups after Crossroads till I knew I was ready. I got rid of my old friends. We do family time, work hard, go to church, and put God first. Thank you. Hi, I'm Thomas Rice. I'm 51. Uh, I didn't write anything down. <laughs> I, uh, I was raised in church, and my parents, uh, they lived in South Florida. You know, I was saved at a young age, and I knew who Jesus Christ was. But my whole life, you know, I always thought, you know, you know I never felt like a man or if, like when I grow up, I'm going to be this. Or like I never felt like any success, and I was lost, and, you know, when I grew up. Uh, went to college, and, you know, I started to drink and then got into heavier drugs, and, uh, and then they started to cause problems for me, and, and uh, I quit going to church after I graduated high school and stuff. So uh, that went on for uh, a long time, and I just tried to manage my drug use, and uh, it got worse, and I went through a couple of divorces. And then I lost my parents, and I used that as an excuse to delve deeper into drugs, you know, to kill the pain, because I didn't want to feel that hurt. And, and, and I, met a, I met a lady, and I fell in love with her, and we were together for about five years, and she, uh, I came home after work one day, and she was dead. And that's when I really got heavy into my drug use, and I was, uh, uh, I started using a needle. And so that got deep, and I would always, I was using the excuse of her death and the death of people around me, and, uh, and, and a guy told me one day, it's like, it's not fair to, to their memory to use drug use as an excuse. And, it, and at that point, I, I knew that I had to make a change. And, but I couldn't. I, you know, I was trapped in the addiction. And my sister knew someone that had, uh, had a cousin that went to Crossroads. So she gave me Jimmy's number. And I came here uh, Super Bowl Sunday, February 2017, Patriots won. And, uh, and so that was the beginning of, of me uh, trying to get help. I did secular rehabs for 28 days, but that was just enough for it to clear my head and get back started again. And it never worked. And they said that the, there was only one uh, step that you needed, and that step was Jesus Christ. You know, and uh, so I was stubborn, and I thought that, you know, if I just... Uh, uh, quit using drugs, that everything else I could do my way. You know, I could, I could live with who I wanted to do. I could do this. I could do that. And, and uh, I was still the prodigal son. It was still that, that selfishness inside. Uh, I had not fully submitted to Jesus Christ. 
And every time it would lead me down a path and I would eventually use drugs again and I would come back to Crossroads and then I would do something stupid and I would get, it took me a couple times. So finally, December, uh, in June of, of 19, I, uh, I came to Crossroads and I remember uh, there's these points in my, in my life that you remember there was a change in your life and nothing was, and nothing was the same after that. And we were having a men's breakfast and there was a guest preacher from Africa, and we all started praying. And uh, I thought he was praying in tongues, but I think he was just praying in his African language. Anyway, uh, he said, raise your hand, you know, if you want to know Jesus. I remember I had my eyes closed, and I raised my hand, and Jimmy came over. And I said, uh, I, said I want to know, I want, I want to have a relationship with Jesus. I want to know him. And uh, so we prayed, and from that point, uh, I began to learn about Jesus, and I started that relationship with him. And uh, I'd like to say, that, like, like Billy had said, I'd like to say that that was the last time that I used, but, but uh, I hadn't fully submitted all the way. There was still one thing that I held on to that I wanted for me. And uh, finally, uh, 10 months ago, I surrendered fully to Jesus, and I gave him 100%. And I said that prayer uh, that I love you, Lord, with all my mind, all my body, and all my spirit, however that goes. And I meant it because before I would say it, but deep down in my heart, I knew I really didn't. And when I said that prayer 10 months ago, I felt it. I did love him. I do love him more than anything else. And from that moment on, I grew uh, closer and closer to him. And uh, I'd wanted a godly woman in my life, and I met... Uh, my wife, Brittany, and we got married April 5th of this year, and she's here today, and it's the best thing of my life. Uh, we, got, we got two beautiful kids, and uh, it feels good to be a father and to, be a, to, to lead my family, and, to, uh, and even when times are hard and you have your struggles, because life is never going to be easy, when, those, when I give that to God constantly and surrender to him, um, I know that he'll get me through anything. And that's the one thing that Jimmy and LaDonna and Crossroads has taught me is that I have to surrender everything. And, and, and I'm, I'm grateful that I'm around the Crossroads guys uh, all the time because uh, it's an opportunity for me to show what Jesus is doing for me and, to just, and just to glorify his name and give him all the glory because if you can surrender to him, he will get you through everything. Thank you. My name is Aaron Butler. Um, I've been a graduate from Crossroads going on three years now. Uh, before that, I did meth for 10 years, started getting hit in the needle, and uh, my life, I just I lost everything. I lost my family, I lost my house, my everything. Just I was homeless, and it was pretty rough, but I got into Crossroads, and I uh, did four months and messed up, got kicked out. Did another six months, and I, if I would have got kicked out, or if I wouldn't have got kicked out, I wouldn't have been ready. So God's timing is everything. But <clears throat> I, uh, I did another six months, and I got my relationship right with Jesus. And I'm shaking, sorry. Um, but it's a good shake. It's not from withdrawals. Uh, <laughs> uh, but now I've... Uh, 
I got a good work ethic. I work at WW Wood. I've been there for two years. I've missed one day because of the snow. And uh, I'm the house dad over at the transition house. And uh, I just want to give all the glory to God and, and say thank you to him. Hi, my name is Anthony Cooper, and um, I've been clean since uh, February of 2017, so going on four years, five months. Um, I just want to thank Jimmy and LaDonna because of their sacrifice. I don't think people realize that that's just not a job. It's, it's their life. It consumes their whole life, and they've been obedient. And because of that, I'm here today. And uh, just, uh, when I was accepted at Crossroads, um, I didn't really know about it. My wife had had found, had found out about it and was blowing LaDonna up. And uh, I got to come on a Wednesday night for an interview, which is, if anybody knows, it's, interviews are on Sunday. And um, I really believe they listen to the Holy Spirit because if I don't think I would have came if it wasn't right there at that time. I was ready, and if I think if I had to wait to Sunday that I would have been gone. And uh, it only took about a couple weeks, and I got saved. And uh, Crossroads, you don't just hear about Jesus. You're shown Jesus. You're shown the love of Jesus. Everybody accepts you. You're just encouraged. Uh, they don't care about your past. Um, but I didn't talk about my past. Any. I don't. I don't want to uh, elaborate on it. But I did meth for most of my adult life to the point to where that's all that mattered in my life. I didn't care about my family or my kids or support my family. I did whatever I had to do to get high, and um, to the point to where I'd push my wife away and she was ready to get divorced. And um, Luckily, we didn't. She stuck through it. I got help, and uh, I think our marriage has been truly blessed because of it. And um, we, I just went to Promise Keepers event, a men's conference. I wasn't going to talk about this, but I think God's put it in my heart to talk about it. There was a guy there. His name was uh, Jonathan Evans, and he was talking about how his family wasn't always uh, Christians, and it was his great-grandfather that started. It was his faith in Christ. It was his legacy that he passed down each generation to, to him and it was his job to pass it down to his kids well I didn't have that in my life and uh, so I get to start my legacy of with my faith in Christ and uh, it got me thinking and if I if you'd ask my daughter if she could see my faith in Christ I think she would say yes but I'm not sure so it really opened my eyes that I need to change some things in my life to make sure that she can see my faith in Christ so I can pass that on to her so she can pass it on to her kids and uh that's, that's all I got. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I just want to say good morning first again. Uh, my name is Vincent. Um, I'm 55 years old, and I graduated Crossroads in 2017, the end of 2017. But I was right back about a year later. Um, and I realized then that, that the devil still has strongholds on me. And, um, and one thing God did for me is he, he defeated those strongholds. I, here I stand, I'm not sticking needles in my arm and I haven't had a crack pipe in my mouth. And, and I just wanna say that, now I've been to treatments, I've been to treatment programs, man, and I mean, bukus, I'm talking about 
maybe 12 or 13 treatment programs and they couldn't do for me what Crossroads did for me. And the relationship that I have, you know, um, because I can honestly say that I am not that man anymore. And that man is dead and I'll never be that man again. Um, I, think, I think Jimmy for the second opportunity to hit the reset button on my life, you know, to be where I am. And I thank Fred for the opportunity to job. I thank my wife for believing in me. You know, I thank my kids for loving me. I thank my family down in St. Louis for loving me. And I thank you all in this room for loving me. Um, Fred wanted me to tell, tell a story right quick. And I think Jim heard this story before. Yeah, well, <laughs> addiction, put in your mind, addiction is like a little pet monkey. You go to the pet store, you buy a little monkey. You know, you play with it. You only use on the weekends. You know, the little monkey is cute. You take him out the cage, you play with him every now and then. You know, as, as time go on, you feeding the monkey. The monkey's pulling up and swinging, and he's getting stronger. So eventually, instead of once a week, you're getting high twice a week. Well, the monkey grows up, and it becomes a full-grown gorilla. And at this time, you can't control it no more because using is not an option. I mean, using is an option, of an everyday option. It was for me. I had lived to use and used to live. Every waking moment of my days used to be about using. And that's when the monkey was a gorilla, and he was on my back. And there was nothing that I could do to break that monkey, you know? Well, I've learned that believing in when Jesus killed that monkey, a lot of people used to get that monkey, retain him and, 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 and detain him and chain him down. Jesus killed that monkey for me. You know, that monkey is dead. You know, but so if you got a little monkey, better kill it off. <laughs> and thank you. How you doing? Hey, you too. You guys got time for a quick story? I didn't plan on telling the story, but um, I just want—I just want to tell you. I know a lot of times you hear people say that everybody's not, everybody's not a minister, uh, everybody's not supposed to preach the word, and, but I just wanted to tell you, I, this has been stuck on my heart for the, every time I get a microphone lately, I just have to say this, everyone is a minister. Every single one of you is called to be a minister. You're called to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Even the smallest little act of kindness, one, one word, one text message, one prayer, is all a seed that, is, that will grow up into something good, and I just wanted to, um, there's a lady here in this room that used to send me text messages before I was saved, and uh, just tell me that God loved me, or, or God had a plan for me, or send me a verse, and sometimes I'm, re sometimes I, honestly, sometimes I would read them, and sometimes I wouldn't, but it was a seed that was being planted, and uh, this lady was giving me a ride to work one morning, she'd been trying to plant these seeds, and I was trying to stay clean on my own, and I was not able to do it. I was. I was trying as hard as I could, but I didn't have Jesus, and I just could not do it. And uh, I remember the feeling that I had that day. The, she was giving me a ride to work, and the day before, my radio quit at work. And I was about to go to work, and I knew if I didn't have that radio that my mind would just go crazy with just all kinds of thoughts of wanting to use and who I can call. And, and, and I was not going to make it through the day. I knew I wasn't going to make it through the day and I was, I was going to get high. And I told her what was going on. And 
And she said, why don't you pray and ask God for a radio? And to me, that sounded like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you know? You get it? I'm like, this is crazy. Okay. So, kind of sarcastically, I was like, fine. I'll pray for a radio. Really wanted her to pray for the radio, but she wanted me to say the words and pray for the radio. So anyway, we're going down the road, and I said, God, here's what's up. I need a radio. <laughs> I'm not, I would like to tell you that I'm going to keep that radio on Christian station today, but you and I both know that's not true. Okay, I'm not, I'm going to listen to the bone, Z95, but I need that radio today, God. I need it to, to keep my mind Somewhere else besides on drugs, can you hook me up with a radio? <laughs> Amen. Still feeling really stupid about that prayer, right? As soon as I said amen on the side of the road was a radio had a sign on it that said free. <laughs> Could not believe it. <laughs> Could not believe it. We stopped and grabbed that radio. It worked, it worked great. That radio, I kept it for years, but... You know, God cares about every single small detail of your life. And he knows what you need in order to make it through the day. He knows what you need to stay clean. And that was just a seed to make me wonder, like, that was a coincidence, right? That did not just really happen where God provided a radio. <laughs> a God that created the universe set a radio on the side of the road for me. That, that was a coincidence, right? It wasn't a coincidence. It was real. He cares for you. He loves you about every single detail of your life. Uh, sorry, I didn't plan on telling you that story, but Karen, thank you. Um, I just want to tell you a little bit more about Crossroads, and then we're going to take your attention to the screen up here. We've got a, a small s slideshow, but... Um, what the guys do when they're here at Crossroads, who they're partnered with. I just want, you might not have ever heard of Crossroads before you came here, and you might not think that the Crossroads has anything to do with your life or affects your life in any way. But Crossroads, they, uh, they cook, prep meals, they serve meals and deliver meals for the Nutrition Center, senior citizens, every single day. We partner with Buff Up the Bluff every year. We volunteer our trucks and trailers, and we pick up trash, and we haul it for, for free every year. We are partnered with Bread Shed, and we carry groceries and pray for people every month. Uh, we are partnered with the annual coat, dr coat drive with uh, Grace Christian Fellowship. If you see that down there at the Coliseum, we are always a part of that, gathering up coats, passing out coats, serving hot chocolate. That's, that's part of Crossroads. We are partnered with Habitat for Humanity. Every year, two or three times a year, we roof a house for Habitat for Humanity absolutely free. Uh, we help set up Christian concerts. We help clean up after rodeos. Uh, we, are, we are partnered with Christway Recovery, One Step Recovery, Fellowship of Acceptance, Reformers Unanimous, Second Chance Recovery, Crossroads, while the guys are in the program, are partnered with many different ministries and organizations all through Popper Bluff. After the guys leave Crossroads, 
They frame and build your houses. They lay your flooring. They do your soffits, fascias, and gutters, your metal roofing. They pour your concrete. They install your pools and decks. They do body work and mechanic work. They deliver products. They drive trucks. They manage your restaurants. Some of these guys are your youth pastors. They're licensed ministers. They're preachers and teachers. One of the guys I asked to give a testimony this morning couldn't be here because he's preaching over at Recycling Grace this morning. The men at Crossroads are men of God. They love God. They love Jesus. And they love Popper Bluff. Take your attention to the screen. Shake the mountains, yeah. 
You might be thinking or wondering how you can partner with Crossroads. First of all, you guys can pray with us. This is a, this is a tough job. Like we heard lots of testimonies today of success stories. There's also lots of stories that are, that are heartbreaking stories also. It's part of, the, part of the job. So be in prayer for the men here at Crossroads and, and for LaDonna. She needs <laughs> oh, she's like their mom. She has a really tough job. Super patient and awesome woman of God right there. So uh, just be in prayer for us and for Crossroads. Also, I would like to invite you to our Sunday afternoon service. It's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We have someone different preach there every, every afternoon. So it's not just me, but... Uh, we invite pastors um, all over town to come and preach. In fact, uh, hope, we're hoping to get Pastor George. I never get to see him when I'm here. He's, he's always gone. But um, we're hoping to get him over there, back over there soon. He's been there a couple times. But um, anyway, come. Um, if you're not doing anything on Sunday afternoon, it's the Old Boys and Girls Club downtown, uh, 416 South C Street. Also, like us on Facebook, Crossroads Ministries, and uh, there's a link on there where you can give if you'd like to give. So we do, we do need money. <laughs> so it takes money. It takes a lot of money to, to run and support the ministry. So, but, but the most important thing is just, just be in prayer for us, and God will provide the money when we need the money. Amen. Thank you guys for letting us come today.